Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through sex and the city for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And we are delighted. We have such a treat today. We are so excited to have our guest on. Please welcome comedian Jen Kirkman. Woo! I'm excited. Thank you guys. We're I'm a huge so fan. Glad to have you Thank here. you for well, joining thank you us. So much oh my God, exciting. Jen. I think we wanted to wait until it actually happened and we're like, on mic to, to completely nerd out but like we've been like fans of you for years yeah. so we're like that we're means like, so much yeah. it's like when the day that like you tweeted us we're just like fucking jen kirk is this <laughs> real is this actually yeah. happening oh yeah we had a lot of texts back and forth That's like, is, so this, nice. is this real it, well because i'm from a time the 90s where when i started that would be weird to for guys it was still very like separated in comedy the genders and mm-hmm. so yeah. there it was we, i just never expect that anyone I mean, my own peers, my age were mm-hmm. fan, you know, fan, we're yeah. all fans of each other, but like yeah, anyone yeah. that does comedy, I don't think they're like, oh, I like what a lady is saying. So, yeah. I, but I'm a hundred. So anyway, yeah. that's so nice. <laughs> I'm so, no. I have to say it's, I think it's very important. This podcast, like it means so much to me because guys usually uh, shit on this show. And, and I have a long history with the show, which I'll tell you later, but I didn't like it at first. And anyway, when the mo- now the second movie's not great. We that's like a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has- we we've heard, we've heard, yeah. <laughs> but it's like you know it's like our superhero movie. Whatever, there's flaws. But mm. when the first movie came out, I don't think there was Twitter yet. But mm. on whatever social media, maybe Facebook or MySpace or something. I just re- or just even I think it was just good old fashioned in person comedian guys and all the ones everyone loves and all mm. the ones that are woke all mm. those guys were like this is stupid you're all acting like assholes like these that show isn't even good why are you excited for a movie I'm like because we get one movie and yeah. that's just the white people you know <laughs> yeah. like, what and so the fact that you guys are non-ironically watching it and learning from it and into it like the fact that you're getting into women's stories but you're not thinking of it as women's stories I, it mm-hmm. just i think it's very important well, i think it's good for, you, i think it's good for men it doesn't always feel that way sometimes it feels like we're like we watch it and we just miss completely obvious <laughs> stuff and we're like we're not equipped to do this That's like we fine. are just three mm-hmm. idiots watching our way through the show but that's it's- fine if you miss stuff because you're not a woman and you haven't lived the experience but when i hear you guys talking and you're 
it there was like I th- I'm really overanalyzing because I am a big fan. I feel like your friendships have gotten deeper. And in oh, the yeah. last oh, few so episodes, the way you're talking to each other, I feel reminds me of the women's relationships. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And it, and when you talk about, oh, well, Carrie went through this and I've been through something and there's never yeah. any, but I'm a guy. It, I know yeah. I sound like I'm from the 1800s, but <laughs> no, any little progress blows my mind. And I think it's, this show is, I think it's very important. I oh, think, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank I you. think there was, um, I forget who we had on, but literally, oh, it was, we did a, an article for Business, Business Insider. Insider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was interesting because it's like, they were like, what would you say to guys? And it's literally given us like a vocabulary to talk about relationships in a way that I don't yeah. think I had before, because I don't think guys talk about relationships with other guys in the exact same way as this. And so even just being on a mic, I feel like we've gotten into conversations after we're done totally. that are like oh, things yeah. I would never have talked about with relationships I've been in or current relationships. Yeah. And I've been like, this is, I didn't expect, I just wanted to hang out and watch the show with my friends. And I'm like, this has actually helped me yeah. a whole lot. Oh, like, we, got, we got in like an hour and a half conversation about love today on the way home oh, from our podcast. Karen yes. and I were just like, seriously, just like, what does it mean? Like, what, what are those? Like it, it was, it was something we probably never would have had had we not done this show. Yeah, yeah. legit totally. crying or trying not to. I, <laughs> no, I, I make them. There really are times. Like I remember, I forgot what it was. I was leaving work one day and I sent you this long. It was either like a Marco Polo or a long video text about because we've like established John's John's wife and I, Katie, who's the voice of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah. It we have a lot of the same personality yeah. and we'll talk about overanalyzing stuff. And I like sent you this whole thing that I was like, it was, it was like a relationship thing. And like, it was basically this thing where I was like, I know we have our archetype things and we talk about like how Carrie does this. And I was like, so I am front loading all of that. And I need you to be like my Miranda in this. Like, cause there's an episode where she does that to her. And I was like, so that being said, here's what I'm thinking. And it, cause yeah. you're we just like send videos back and yeah. forth to each other. And it was like helping me like, we've got a problem. Yeah. So I, oh I think that God. has helped us with our, it's as deep in our relationships. You're right. Also, th- so thank sweet. God John is on. Cause John is, functional and normal Corey and I are just like just like <laughs> I don't know about that stumbling. yeah but you're like happily married that's what it, like yeah it's 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 been great John and I have definitely Corey and I were close before this yeah we were buddies but I feel like mm-hmm. this has definitely brought our friendship yeah and I think way closer, closer and all three too. of us all three yeah. of us yeah it's so sweet and now we're friends with you yeah totally and oh, yeah. that's that's I'm like incredible. the skipper or the Mario Cantone or something <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you're our, Stan- uh, our uh, Stanford Stanford, Stanford absolutely yeah, exactly it is the wonders of the internet it is pretty amazing because it's like easy to be like Instagram stupid Twitter stupid but then I'm like literally through Instagram that's how I met and spoke to Sarah Jessica Parker that's yeah, how totally I, I, know, I get to sit that. here and talk to you and it's like because of Twitter and because of Instagram. Yeah. It's crazy. Amazing. I know. I've met so many friends on both platforms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I can't Our, believe she called in. It's amazing. So yeah. let's ask you, what is yeah. your relationship to sex in the city? Yeah, you said this you started out not liking it? Yeah. So I moved. Okay. So I moved to New York in 1997 okay. and to be a stand-up, but I was a very different person. I've always, you know how it is. You're always a little bit the same person, but you go through phases. Mm-hmm. So the phase I was in when I started doing stand up, and again, this is no internet, really, no mm-hmm. nothing that we have now. I was, I remember my roommate um, was just starting to get into AOL, and I was like, "That is stupid! Like, why wouldn't you just call someone?" And the government's reading that, and <laughs> all this stuff. So when I moved to New York, I was very snobby, and like, you know, there weren't 
comedy shows like there are now. If you didn't open mic, it was like there were dancers and poets and and all that kind of stuff. So I thought I was living this like 1950s New York City beatnik life. And I didn't watch television anymore. That was like who I was. And it was probably because I couldn't afford cable, but I made it a thing. <laughs> and so then like, I didn't want anything shallow, but I was like a writer and smoking. Like I was a Carrie and a Samantha. Mm-hmm. I've always been both. And I'm not just trying to pick the two coolest characters. It comes with its downsides, but mm-hmm. I was legit both characters and not even realizing it. And my roommate would have a get together whenever the show started. I don't remember when it did. It's, uh, 98, 99? I think it was 90. I think it was 98. I think 98. Yeah. Well, yeah. My roommate we'll would have that. a sex in the city party every Sunday night and I would be in my room just like, uh, making noise. Like this show is so stupid. And I'll, I didn't even know what it was. I knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And I was literally could have, it would have changed my life to have seen these women's friendships. Cause I didn't get into deepening friendships with women until maybe like 10 years ago. So mm. it really would have helped me. So the whole time I'm in New York, I'm like, I'm nothing like these people. Meanwhile, like right after 9-11, I like moved to LA by taking a train, very Carrie and Samantha. Oh my gosh. I'd never seen, like my whole, everything was similar. And then I moved to LA for what was my best guy friend at the time. And we were in love with each other. And then I got there and it just blew up spectacularly within two months. Uh-huh. And I was so lonely and I was out there for good out here. We're in LA. And, um, I was so lonely. I didn't know what else to do. So I bought the DVDs, whatever seasons were going on. Cause it was still on and I got into it. And then I started watching the show in LA and those women became kind of like my friends. And then as everybody was done with the show, I kept watching it over and over yeah. and over. And I've seen every episode hundreds of times probably. And I don't even think my closest friends know this about me. It's just <laughs> something that's kind of on in the background at home if I'm writing. It's just noise, people yeah. talking. Um, but I love it. Yeah. And I don't even think it's necessarily funny. Does that make sense? Like, y- yeah. I, I'm not like laughing out loud. I just, I like these people. And and rewatching it now, I, I realize how lovely, uh, how wonderfully politically incorrect they were in some ways, mm-hmm. how it's bad, how ahead of the time it was, whatever. But so that's my relationship with it is I didn't realize how much I needed these women. And I was like, no, living in New York and just didn't realize what I had till I left. I think the, anytime there's fans of anything, I feel like, especially tons of fans, you have to be like, what do, what do they see that I don't see? Like, instead of like, I've done that my whole life with tons of music and movies of being like, I'm better than that. And then I get into it Mm -hmm. once I find the end. And I'm just, I'm amazed constantly at how many people talk about the show, like how it got them through stuff. It's not just like, I love that show. I love Curb. I love Seinfeld. It's like people yeah. usually have an emotional connection to it that it's like, uh, this thing happened and this show was like what I went to. And I'm like, that's so special. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. That, that's, that's my wife, Katie. That's her story. Yeah. When she would go do these contracts and she would know zero people at a show, she mm-hmm. would just watch Sex and City on repeat because of the familiarity. She had these like friends that she built in and it was comfort for her to yeah. be surrounded. Like in the same way you said, just this be surrounded by this thing that she was familiar with really helped her get through like these lonely phases in her life. And we hear that uh, from a lot of people. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like I know that one reason I didn't like the show and my roommate thought of herself as a Carrie, but only the worst parts of Carrie, like the messy and the and there was just a lot of drama going on. I mean, so in my life there was too, but I just hers was so exaggerated that it, it kind of turned me off. Mm-hmm. And then during my messier times, I've been like, oh, thank God, there's like a person that represents that on this show. And then as I get older, I'm like, oh, thank God for Samantha because it 
feels weird to be older than a lot of other people. Sometimes I'm not that much older. I'm 45, but like Mm -hmm. there was an episode I rewatched the other day where they were, Oh, I won't give it. It's from season six. (laughs) Carrie was dating someone a little older and they were trying to do the math. Okay. And Samantha is Petrovsky. Yeah. Samantha's not his age, but close to it. And they're like, how old are you? And she's like, I'm 40 fucking five. (laughs) And it was like that. I mean, she seems so much older to me than me, but anyway, it's stuff like that where I'm like, I, you know what it is, is we still don't have a ton of shows that show women like yeah, that. Totally. There still that, isn't yeah. another one like it. That was one of the things that when I've talked to people and told them about like this podcast and just the show, I was like, it's different. When no, when people haven't watched it, they're like, I get what it is. It's like women running around New York and having drinks and dating men. And I'm like, yeah, but it's the only show, especially at that time of like four women in their mid thirties that are like choosing these yeah. things and not, and, and whether they're like, I'm choosing singleness, but like Charlotte's not, she's like trying to get married, but then like showing what it's like at that point in her life and like things not working out and nothing ever really showed that. Yes. And not really. And like you said, I don't really know since as a, in like an ensemble cast. Yeah. Like it happens in some shows with like single characters or like solitary characters, but like, I don't think as a full cast of people. No. And I think like what I like about it too is, uh, um, Oh shoot. What was I going to say? Ah, as I do like the, I used to get mad at the fantasy element of it. Mm-hmm. Even before I watched it, I was like, how does she afford that apartment? And now yeah. I'm like, I don't want to see a show yeah. where she can't afford an apartment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> why, why not the fantasy? Yeah. Like this is not, it's yeah. just great. Yeah. I think that's true that, that it's like, at first it's like, this isn't realistic. And it's like, yeah, that's why we're all, that's why everyone loves it. Cause yeah. it's, cause it's like not being realistic and just being like, that's what everyone wants. You want to like, be young and free and have tons of money and mm-hmm. like sleep with interesting people and, and talk about it with your best friends. Yeah, and like, like you're all at the same lunch hour for some reason. Well, I really like to, I mean, I think they're not quite my generation. They're all probably older than me, mm-hmm. but it's a kind of Gen X thing where they didn't think they were losers in their thirties. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, my first day job in LA, which was like maybe 15 years ago, was working at Lifetime TV and they were just starting to, put clips of TV shows online. Like that was a thing. And they were just tried to buy sex in the city, but they lost it to E and they did this focus group for their viewers and they, they soothed them. They were trying to attract younger viewers, like 20 somethings. And they soothed themselves with this fact. They found out that the younger women who are probably now in their forties, right? At that time, young women in their 20s did not look up to the women on Sex and the City. Some weird generational trip had happened where for some reason, I don't know who these people are, but 20 year olds, 15 years ago were like, they're losers. They're not married with kids yet by 35. Like, I don't want to watch this show. Huh. It was a blip in time where That's like older so millennials wanted almost like a more 1950s kind of life. Yeah. So it's not for everyone. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. To and me, I, it's an aspirational show. Not yeah. to some people. It's a, a warning. Yeah. And it's weird. Cause I feel like the cycles of who is the attractive, like archetype come back around. Like, I think the yes. thing right now is like, it's like, everyone's like, I'm a Miranda, but I do feel like when I've met, younger people like younger women who are like in their young their younger 20s they are almost more like fans of our podcast are like i really line up with a carry they're like i like the i like you know that miranda is like a badass and like it's like is like gets her stuff done the career world but they're like 
I'm, I'm, am kind of girly and like, like being a carrier. And I yeah. think that that starts to shift generationally. There was specifically someone after we did a live show in New York and there was a, a specifically a girl after there was just like, Oh, Miranda's so annoying. I'm not her. And I was like, that's funny. All we ever hear. Yeah. Especially yeah, this Miranda. generation. It's yeah. like Miranda, 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 Miranda. And she's like, no, she's just such a bummer. And she's so annoying. <laughs> There's and just something just really up. pleasant about but, you saying Miranda over and over again. But she's 22. Yeah. She's mm, 22. She's really and young, she's yeah. like, you're like, oh, that's already shifting. And her friend like agreed. And we were like, we've not heard that perspective at all. Well, that's funny. She might shift again in her 30s and then again out of yeah. it again in yeah. her well, 40s. Because I think Miranda, like looking at her now... You know, she's no more down to earth than anyone else. She's a very wealthy lawyer. She mm -hmm. still likes all the rich stuff, which mm -hmm. is all fine. But she's just a little bit emotionally unavailable and a little bit closed off. And I don't want to be like that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm very open and willing to love. And I mm -hmm. love my friends. And I'm not like, ick. I'm like, let's hug. You know, I'm very open. And I think that the real badass, not that we have to pick. But, and I know the common thing is like, like that great book. We're all Miranda's like mm -hmm. no one wants me here. Cause she's kind of like the bummer that has like not that great of a style, but <laughs> she is sometimes uh, too closed off for me. Mm -hmm. I don't like that whole thing. And, yeah. and it bothers me. And I think some, to me, I have a theory. I tweeted it. It caused a lot of friction. <laughs> um, and actually this episode, somebody that we're going to watch, am I not supposed to know what it is? No, 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 you no. Yeah. Somebody referenced something that happens in this episode and they said, was she still a good friend after that? And I'd love to get your take Ooh, on it. We'll talk I later. Wait. But I think Samantha's the best um, friend on the show. Yes. I agree. She doesn't judge. She yeah. listens. She's yes. always there for you. She'll yeah. buy you things. She'll give you things. Yeah. Um, that's not, <laughs> she buys you things. Yeah, she gives you things. <laughs> but she is available. She's yeah. actually one of the yes. more emotionally available people, despite not wanting a traditional mm -hmm. relationship. Yeah. I yeah. think she's, I want to be her friend so badly. And I, totally. think, I think the, the, her like sexuality is like, obviously the flashy thing that everyone thinks of. Yeah. But, but it is what's, what the sexuality thing comes from is She's like, I'm not judgmental. I'm totally open. Yeah. And she's totally, she would be the person if you, if you didn't want to be judged and the shit hit the fan, you'd go to her. Cause she'd be like, I got you. Yeah. She's mama you know? bear. Oh, she's yeah. mama bear. guys, I can't, you've got to hurry up and watch it. I, <laughs> season six. I mean, the fucking first movie. I mean, if you like Samantha now, wow. I can't well, wait. We've said that we, like, we were talking about this today. Um, we've said that we have always wanted, like, an arc from the beginning. We were like, the puns are, you know, they're they're like, they're for a while, they're like, this is ridiculous. And then you kind of are like, oh, I mean, it's Samantha. Their puns yeah. are, like, great. But I feel like the emotional journey with Charlotte mm -hmm. is great where it, it's like she got exactly what she wanted and yeah. then it completely fell apart and yeah. it's great for character development. And now I feel like we're getting that with Samantha with yeah. like, we watched the one where she's oh, like with Richard, she's like, I can't do this up, anymore. Yeah. I love you, but I love myself more. I love me more. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and awesome. I feel like we're like, Oh, we're getting a more depth with her than not just a big like sex romp with some jacked guy. Right. Yeah, now I mean it's gonna get person. so good. And don't get me wrong, I love Charlotte, Farmer Luke. Her stuff is gonna get so good too. Yeah. It's Aww. so good. And I don't know why people say season five is bad. I think the first three episodes we can do without, but it sure. was after nine eleven. Everyone was in a tizzy. Yeah. But from this episode on, it's setting the table for season six. Yeah. And these episodes, I'm telling you right now, this is the beginning of the good stuff. Oh, these are good. I'm in. That's I'm season five is. Fucking good starting right now. So good to hear. Yep.
I'm glad we got that last episode because you didn't like the last episode that we just did. I emailed so, you, if you make me we, watch Luck we, Be an Old Lady, I will kill myself in front of you. I know, I know. We're like, we can't watch that There's no way that it's going to be that. And it was like, oh, pretty close. Yeah, it pretty was, close. It was, it was not great. If Ben Weber would have rescheduled, we'd have to be like, all right. I would have like maybe paid you off to skip it. That is so funny. <laughs> Listen, I don't know how much Instead, you. we watched it with Skipper. If, was, wanna, yeah. if, if you want to know a little behind the scenes thing, there's been maybe once or twice that we've switched an episode. We've order. had to watch one yeah. or two just, things just, in order. Just, uh, that's been a while since that happened, but Bradshaw we would have done that. Yeah. Scandal. Well, I think we should watch the episode. <laughs> it's uh, yes. season five, episode four, and the episode is Cover Girl. Fun. We're so uh, excited. Can't wait. Beyond. All right, we're going to watch it. All right, here we go. Bye. Episode 70 Cover Girl. Carrie works with publicist Samantha to try to get the perfect look for her book cover. Charlotte starts reading self-help books. Miranda goes to Weight Watchers to lose her baby weight. Samantha gets upset when she feels the girls are judging her outrageous sex life. And now, back to the boy. And we're, we're back. Welcome back, everybody. And we're back. We're talking Cover about girl. our voices. We yeah, were talking we, about we our voices, like our voices. And, <laughs> and why we hate listening to the sound of our own voices. And, and John, what did you say? An ex-girlfriend told you what? An ex-girlfriend told this? me that my voice sounds like I'm speaking through a pillow and that it's exhausting when I, it sounds exhausting to talk. And she's wow. kind of not wrong. I lose my voice a lot, and I, I really hate my voice. How she, long after she told you that did you break up with her? No, she, of, I think she broke up with me. Okay. How long after that did you just go eat pot pies? Imme- immediately. <laughs> I, immediately, immediately I went straight to the Krispy Kreme. That's a little too true. That's a little oh, too I close to home. I loved watching this episode with you guys. It this, was it was the Venn diagram was, of all of us so perfect. It was yeah. like the the circles of what we are into we'll go through all of met, it, but yeah. it was it so was, perfectly it was, in this episode what a privilege for me do you oh, be, do you um do you know do you know about the concept of synchronicity have you ever done the artist way by julie cameron i know the artist way um yeah. i mean i i'm a real hippie dip spiritual weirdo okay mm-hmm. so like half those books that charlotte was looking at oh, I'm like, i want to talk about all that stuff this? i really want to talk about that but, stuff um, when i took dance which i met off camera off mic uh your friend the donut uh, man yeah what, what was your friend's name zach Harlan. 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 Yeah. or zach as i've called him we talked about <gasps> zach too i just spilled on this couch okay oh wait hang um, on i have a here it's all right it's, it's oh my god what Corey, a hero Corey carries a tie pen with him at all times <laughs> and he's gotta be strong and just give us the don't worry about it we're good yeah, okay. <laughs> um but your friend that was a dancer we were talking about this mm-hmm. off mic uh, what did you just ask me? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you, we were saying synchronicity. 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 Okay. So um, my dance teacher in college used to talk about this thing called universal syncopation, where if you're driving, just turn up whatever song you're listening to and look at the people walking and it will match up exactly. Oh, I think that's gosh, probably yeah. Yeah. Yes, We were just totally. talking. Uh, it's also called doing mushrooms. Just, yeah, <laughs> okay, well. We were also, we were just talking about some friends of ours when you met our friend. The guy who is recording our podcast right now, our friend Justin, who's doing this, he used to live in my apartment in New York. And there's a plate in that apartment, this apartment, like 20 people lived in it. And it's from our friend, this guy, Chris. And it just, it's a quote that he had that just says, if you, if you put on headphones and turn on music, your whole life looks like a movie. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, that that seems like universal syncopation. You just put that on and walk around and you're like. 
everything's moving in time now. Yeah. Like, well, that's I'm, one thing that I will say I'm that you, in you lived State. in New York. Yes. And, and oh. now we, and we are in LA, mm-hmm. but that is one thing that is nice about New York that if you walk around the city and you're listening to music, there is this thing where you are like, I feel so cool or things oh, feel yeah. so meaningful. You're like, why it isn't there does, a camera on yes, me with no, this song yeah. right now? It feels like you're yeah. in a montage sometimes. Yeah. And it, I always yes, want, and it's I, only New York. Yeah. And I always want to like, feel that myself and then I wish I had a like quick cut of a camera to see what I actually look like <laughs> and there's just sounds in the city and I'm like, ooh, like ooh, 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 ooh. Just I actually around. do not want that <laughs> yeah. I never want the fantasy broken that's so um, but what is this well, synchronicity, synchronicity yeah. because I, I I'd have to I don't know the quick way to put it but it's like my version of what synchronicity is just like holy shit that's fucking crazy that's like what i think it's well it's like basically it's like the universe like the universe like bringing you things or something where it's like it's like a thing where you're like it's coincidences and it's like you're putting the word coincidence if you slow it down is coincidence so it's not random yes exactly that is it that's secret yeah that's it i just blew john's mind right now you forgot all about that you you blew around as much that amazon existed in that Sex and the City episode. Yeah. Which, well, it was probably like 2004, right? Still, I just like had yeah, no idea. Crazy. Like, she got an AOL email. You've got mail. You've got mail yeah. Recommending Amazon titles. They were harvesting data back in 2004. Well, that's what, that's what I was surprised about. I mean, I was like, oh, I guess I forgot Amazon existed then, but the fact that they were recommending things based on a purchase, I yeah. was and like, you're like oh. oh shit, yeah. this is going that somewhere. Was, that was Unless truly, it was one of those things that like showbiz predicted and they weren't really doing that. You know how that happens yeah, sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think it probably was real. Yeah. The, the synchronicity, and then you can get into it, was basically like, I love Justin. We're at Justin's studio. We've been fans of you for years. I like sitting there. Be, and then Harlan watched the episode with us. Yeah. And there's stuff with with donuts. And there was so much stuff with diets. And we've been talking about diets. And I'm just yeah. like, I can't believe like I'm sitting next to Jen Kirkman. We're fucking watching Sex and City with my favorite people in the world. This is what fucking life is all about. Yeah. Uh, oh, and there was like. I got teary eyed three times because you guys were <laughs> laughing at your own guy stuff that you were relating to. Uh-huh. But then you were also laughing at like the lady stuff that you probably don't experience. But it was fun. And there was so much love in the room. And for a woman to sit in a room with five dudes and knowing it's a safe space <laughs> mm-hmm. to watch Sex in the City and we're not making fun of it. No way. That never happens. It was like yeah. a half hour of my dream. And like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I leave. Well, it's like, life is not going to be I'll tell good. you something. Yeah. I've never related to a character more than Big Bone Tom. Okay. I'm just going to say. <laughs> well, I bet I you're am, nicer I'm than Big him. Big Bone John. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, and let's get into the first subject. John. You love eating pussy, so let's go. <laughs> you always show up to the podcast just with a glaze oh, on your face. Okay. okay, I want to start. This This podcast is, of course, I have a story about this, and it's really dirty and really personal and really medical, but I just may have had enough wine to tell it. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's get some more continue. wine, and then we got to get into that. This, uh, this pod- podcast is sponsored by Amazon, Starbucks, Krispy Kreme, Weight Watchers, and Bon Appetit. <laughs> There's uh, so much product. Yeah, so, so much, much product, product placement in that episode. Um, but this episode was about judgment. Um, Carrie writes, is it, uh, are we too quick to judge judgment itself? Um, should you judge a book by its cover was the question. And I think, uh, the way that this bleeds into all the different character arcs is, um, Samantha 
felt judged by Carrie when she, of course, was given a blowjob to the Postal Express guy. It was the Worldwide Express. Worldwide yeah, Express, I was wondering, Joe. is that the one Wor- time they did not do product placement? Yeah, yeah. Worldwide yeah. Express is a real company. Oh, okay. But it's, it's not, I don't know if it's around anymore. Ooh. But it was oh, wow. a real company Ooh. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Carrie, Carrie kind of judged Samantha and she also judged uh, the book that she was going to be uh, featured on. So a little double, double judgment action going mm-hmm. Charlotte, of course, her storyline, I think, was the weakest where she was judging the books that she wanted to buy to help her. Oh, yeah. She had nothing going on. Yeah. Her her storyline was like pretty light. And then, of course, Miranda's storyline had to do with Tom. And uh, I think like it got a little deep about judging overweight people. They, They This is like the first time this this I mean, they mentioned Miranda gaining weight in the last episode, but this is the first time they've ever really addressed. Yeah bigger people and weight loss and mm-hmm. dieting, which is something that resonates with millions of people across this country. So and certainly us and certainly us. Kevin <laughs> and Mr. Big is not named for his weight. No, so, no. you know, this yeah. is finally yeah. a Mr. Big. Yeah. That it's you, funny. You relate to is before this, Kevin and I were just saying about how we're, we are currently on a diet and, uh, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm very interested in diets. I talk to these guys all the time yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's uh, it, yeah. interesting stuff. And shout out to Judy gold. Yeah. Judy gold. F- most, was, Fabulous comedian that I just live for. Would she, she do our podcast? She, Judy Gold? Yeah. I'm 100%. I can get her to do it. Oh, my, God, my gosh. She's a friend of mine. Great. She's gorgeous. And her podcast is um, called Kill Me Now. And she's genius. Because she, yeah. she just watched episode or season five, episode three. That's why her podcast. <laughs> so she started a podcast based on how bad that episode was. Yeah. Um, her podcast has been going on for years, but weirdly it is because all of that episode no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I just love, I keep seeing how many New York comedians, especially me with my rant earlier, like I'm a New York City comedian. What do I need with this show? And it's like yeah. every New York City comic yeah. is in it. Well, yeah. Where do we want to start? Um, you, what character do we want to start with? You, you always know you, you are the, I think we should, to be honest, and I hate doing this, but I think we should get Charlotte's storyline out of the way. It was definitely the lightest storyline. There wasn't like as much meat to that one, but I still think it's like, it's, I don't know if it was Corey or Kevin that said this, but someone that I was sitting with on the couch said, there's not a lot of jeans in this show. Oh, that was Kevin. Totally. Was Kevin. So, it's true. so Charlotte's of, wearing jeans in this yeah. episode, which we actually don't see that much. And, and no. you know, you're actually, and I'm not implying that you didn't think about this when you mm-hmm. said it, but you're not wrong in the fact that like, if that was supposed to show that she's depressed. Yeah. So maybe they were using that's fashion funny. in that moment. I, didn't think I about just that. thought of Super it now as I was saying it. Miranda was wearing jeans too. And both of them were kind of in Barnes and Noble for a, like a specific need. Yeah. Miranda was yeah. looking for diet books and she was looking for self-help books, um, which it was interesting to me that I, this showed me how much like, I think our culture has changed that she went to the sh- the self-help section and there's like, it was hilarious. They play like this, like, Oh yeah. With this like brooding organ music sting. Yes. And, and then I loved that. it was so funny. I you guys were that. cracking up and, and, so I, and I was wondering if you were laughing at how antiquated it was in the sense that now self-help would be, you know, that's the th- there's so many podcasts, it, about, there's so it many podcasts not- about it and so many books. And it's like, that is like, America loves self-help now. Yeah. I also, I laughed at it because sometimes they'll take a big swing at like a big, like a big bit that is just like, eh, like just do the, and I was like, that was so funny. Oh yeah. It yeah. was just such like, it, I, it landed with me. I'm just like, yeah. like yeah. the psycho reference type yeah. feel. I'm like, 
I just yeah. loved it. And, and it was true, like the woman on the floor crying, reading a yeah. book. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even if we are so accustomed to self-help these days, it is still like one of those things. I think we were talking about this even off mic. Um, nope. It was actually something that happened today at work. That's <laughs> but it's like that thing where you're like, is that who I am? You know, when yeah. you're mm-hmm. walking through yeah, something yeah, yeah. and you see someone else who needs what you need and you're like, well, I'm not like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. We talked about that of people like at the casino in Atlantic City, how you're looking around and you're like, these people are like, these weird people at the casino, but you're that person as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that bit, it's funny because that bit is very timeless. It reminded me of, you guys know Broad City, like when they go mm. pick up the UPS packages. Yes. And there's oh like my all gosh, those that crazy, scene is so good. There's all those crazy people like way off in Staten Island at the UPS. Anyway, she has to go to like the UPS factory and yeah, they show really the people that like work in this UPS factory and it's just, it's, Oh, it's genius. Yeah. There's a, po- a podcast. We can show you the video. I haven't seen that episode. It's very, very funny. It's very, it's very good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's talk about yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte. She's in self-help. Also, shout out to shout out to Myers-Briggs. Oh, we saw that. <laughs> because the they, they pan past and they pass the, like, the Myers-Briggs Bible. And we've done the Myers-Briggs episode. And yeah. so we've, we've actually dabbled in self-help mm-hmm. with Enneagram yeah. and the other. So what, what I, was happening in, in the country in which self-help was like was that was that the general tone of the country that self-help was like i think so i have my first comedy album which no one should listen to and i'm not being modest it's bad and (laughs) i'd probably get canceled now if that was a thing that (laughs) that i could get but i it was called self-help and it was Mm -hmm. uh from like maybe just a couple years after this episode interesting was so so was self-help like and i'm asking generally was self-help like was it something that it was like people made fun of? It was yeah, like a yeah, weird yeah. fringy it was thing. Still, it, it was still weird. And I was like, you know, I just heard someone tell me the other day um, that the head of a major, major studio that everyone on earth has heard of will not hire comedy writers who are in therapy. Really? Today. That's, isn't that every comedy what? writer? I don't know. It's like I mean, you, yeah, just, you have to pretend you're comedy. not. So imagine 15 years ago, whenever this was like. Yeah, self-help was still very strange and I was into that kind of stuff and yeah. I had to I used to have a whole bit about hiding my self-help books in case a guy came over. Wow. And and they were always on my nightstand and then I would before I'd go out at night in case I met someone I'd put them in the drawer. Oh my gosh. What, what happened? Was, was, was there the... one that was a game changer for you that you're like I read 100 of them but here's the one that you sticks with you? No. Okay. All right. I, <laughs> I like- mean, I wish, but they're all, all the ones I read are kind of what you're saying, like the Myers-Briggs and then, right. you know, the, the, the more spiritual side, like anything that's just like, get out of your ego. Yeah. You know, I have to say in the last few years, the self-help books I've read are the better ones, but because they're based in a little more science, mm-hmm. like I really love, um, would you say now you're living a purpose-driven life? No, I would not. Oh, Shout out to Rick Warren. I don't know if I'm allowed to because I'm Gen X slacker. I don't think any, I have any purpose. But, you know, I, there's like a lot of like, uh, there's a whole school. They call themselves Jew-boos. I'm not saying this. They're, they call themselves that. They're Jewish Buddhist psychiatrists. What? So wow. Mark Epstein is one. Joseph Goldstein. They're like genius okay. Buddhist scholars of like, they're in their 60s and 70s. They're also psychiatrists. They're also guys from New York that are also mm-hmm. Jewish. So it's like, that kind of like Buddhism, but practical, but right. psychiatrist, that kind of stuff really works for me currently. I think that there's a thing with how the, the internet, the internet has opened up this thing where everyone can kind of talk about anything. Yeah. yeah. And I think that therapy and podcasts and all that stuff, like Brene Brown and people like that, like yeah. there's a, there's an empowering thing where people are like, okay, 
If you we have data to check what people have been Googling, people are interested in this. Let's just pull the curtain back. And then it kind of became this thing where everyone felt freer to talk about it. And somehow self-help kind of got cooler in a way and like yeah. health in that way. And when we were even talking about the like younger millennials being like shifting, like, well, I don't know if my Miranda, I have noticed like at work, I will hear younger people just in the, like people that are younger than me in the kitchen at work, just talking about like, I was talking to my therapist the other day and mm. I was like, when I was 21, if I was an intern at a company, I would not just like openly be like, yeah. I'm in therapy. Do you guys think that that was like, and, and I'm just completely spitballing here, like that Columbine and like the school shooting, like pushed that like to like, the forefront mm, of no. the collective consciousness. No, I don't think so. Cause I was, I was I, with you saying that I'm like, does that force maybe for younger openness? people? I was older at that point and, what I'm saying is, it was, did those events and like now that they happen more frequently allow people to say like this is an important issue? Mm. It's no longer fringe. I think it was Oprah. Oprah. I think yeah. it was Oprah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, maybe it all it, ties I in, think but I don't. Oprah, I don't remember that Woody being Allen. Because there's a lot of like just being like my my therapist. Well, you like, know what's mm. funny is I watched Annie Hall like on a loop when I was 19, mm -hmm. and. So I thought it was normal. I hadn't even been to therapy mm -hmm. and I really needed it. And I was really had panic disorder. I was really, really sick for lack of a better word. And I finally went to therapy a couple of years after, but I wasn't afraid to because of Annie Hall, mm, but I just didn't know how you would find a therapist. So that's why it took me so long. Yeah. Right. And then I moved to New York and you know, but, but then I remember, and he's a lovely man and he's a friend of mine, but I remember years ago at the Hollywood improv, I was doing a set and I mentioned my therapist and again, it wasn't a very strong comic at this point, but Burt Kreischer, do you know him? Mm -hmm. Comedian, like super huge, like rock star famous. Like yeah. he's not Joe Rogan. Like he's a little more of a, uh, Teddy. I don't know, he's, evolved he's, man, he's, uh, but yeah. he's like on that level. He's yeah, on yeah, tour yeah. bus, whatever. And Burt was like, do you talk about therapy on the road? And I took that as an insult. I was like, what the fuck? You know, but he was <laughs> right. He was like, no, I'm just saying because this was like only 10 years ago. He was like, I just don't know of people talking about this on yeah. stage. And I, and I was really defensive, but he was right. I, I wasn't on the road, so I didn't talk. Like, mm. And then we became friends and everything's fine. But long story short is like, even on the road, like talking about therapy, it's only been the last maybe five years where I can guarantee that if someone just walks in and they don't know me and they're, you know, maybe we don't agree on anything. They're not like therapy. What the fuck? But I think you're right with Woody yeah. Allen gave me this kind of false confidence that it would be okay. But I, it doesn't mean because it was in that movie that it, it, it just made it part of like, I think it could every single like through the entire all of his movies. They're like, that's just like a normal thing. And yeah. I feel like there's got to be a confluence of a lot of things. But that's definitely one that it was like, it's like pretty normal. All his characters just if you live in New York, you probably have a therapist. Yeah. And, yeah, and at the time when he was doing those movies, I don't necessarily think that everyone did. But now it's like, and he would call it my analyst, yeah, analyst. Yeah, my analyst, which yeah. is a whole different thing. But also, yeah. when I was in after I did my show in Scotland, and some guy came up and he's like, and there's a thing about therapy in it, and the guy came up, he's like, we don't do therapy here, mate. And I was like, well, like, that's why we didn't laugh. And I was like, oh. That happened to me in Ireland. Yeah. That's so I interesting. I did so badly there. And everyone's like, you should play there more. I'm like, no. Yeah. Get your shit together. I'm not coming. Yeah. I mean, 
They're better than us with yeah. abortion. Like, <laughs> they're, they're still stuck in the Sex and the City 19, like 2001 opinions. But it's interesting, of, uh, like you were help. saying, Corey, like that we talk about it more and it's available more, but I have a lot of younger fans. I hate the word fans, uh-huh. but people in their 20s are like, tell me about like, how did you get over your anxiety? And I'm like, why would you ask the old lady? Like mm-hmm. you could just uh-huh. type in anxiety. Like Lady Gaga has a mental health bus on her tour. Like, right. and people still are as in the dark as they were 15 years I, ago. I think maybe it's that people are more willing to admit that it's there. Mm-hmm. Like but then that, we just stop the conversation the, yeah, there. But I think yeah. there's a thing where, and it's weird. Cause I feel like there's almost a thing where like you were mentioning broad city. Like I think broad city is really good at be like presenting this thing of like, like for lack of a better thing, like I'm a mess, but like, that's who I am Mm -hmm. and like present it in a funny way. Yeah. And, and I think that that has given, this makes me feel a hundred years old saying like younger people this, but there, there is a thing where it's given people to be like, I am going to be open with like, I struggle with anxiety or like I do this. And like, I even feel like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, like there's been a thing of like, of female, entertainers and comedians that have like a broad reach of things where they're like, it's they've shown people and younger women. And I mean, speaking as an older man, I don't know if I'm totally right about this, but like they've shown people, it's like, it's okay to show that you're not perfect. But then I think it's like, I don't, people at that point are like, okay, I can say it. I don't know how to solve it now. You know? Yeah. I guess, sense? Yeah. And that brings us back to self-help books. Like yeah. how do you solve it? And that's yeah. what I really liked about the the Judy Gold moment where she was mm-hmm. like, it's not in a book. Yeah. yeah. Just go to Weight Watchers. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, that was kind of right. cool. Like, yeah. Totally. Like books are a great supplement if you want to, you know, read something at night that isn't the news of the day, but you actually have to get off your ass yes. and go do with yes. it. That's what's interesting that's is getting really true, addicted yeah. to a genre of book. That's all it is. It's a genre of book yeah. that you could just be like, this will help, this will help, yeah. this will help, this will help. Mm. It's like, well, at a certain point you have to change and it, it's especially yourself. interesting when the yeah. author is like, they're, they're probably trying to help you, but they're also probably trying to sell a lot of books. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. like, okay. It's my 13th book. Exactly. Like, why didn't you nail yeah. it Why didn't you help 12? me in the first right. one? <laughs> yeah. Joel Steve's like, I got eight more. Yeah. You need these eight. <laughs> Let's let, that's a great segue into talking about Miranda and Big Bone Joe. I think that was like a really- You guys love him. Yeah, I love yeah. Big Bone Joe. I will say, I think that guy- I couldn't tell. I feel like he was like a really natural actor. There was a really calming thing about I, him as an actor. I was like, I think this guy's a good actor. I thought it was amazing that we don't know who he is now. Like I was like I the like way he that good. he was like one of those actors that I was like, oh, you seem like I could maybe it's like as a TV thing, but I was yeah. like, I could see you on like a bunch of dramas. I think I could see him as like a like not like a powerful stage actor, but like someone with just like a direct straight ahead presence. Yeah. Like it, mm-hmm. it didn't seem like he was like. I'm like a big comedy dude, like that. Mm-hmm. that yeah, like, he didn't have a character actor. He didn't have like a uh, character yeah. actor thing. He yeah, was like he, a calm. Yeah, there was calm to him. He was like very like in the scene. <laughs> and yeah. he, he did want a pot pie though. God, that's all he wanted. Dude, he just wanted, he wanted, he wanted to crush pie. a pot what pie. A weird thing. If if post coital pot pie, <laughs> dude. There's one thing. After I've gone down a girl, I've never been like, man, I could go for a pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> What if she shamed you? What would be your go-to yeah, what if she food? I know what yours would be. My, what would my food be? Rips. Oh man, I love gross oh, geez. candy. Don't I love really bad candy. What kind of candy? Like, 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 like,
Just huh? but not not what? Haribo. You like like you like like B team C team Haribo. Yeah. Yo, Did, like, you know Haribo? Rip, do you know Haribo's? Yeah, like, I know the brand. So Haribo's I, you know, what do they like, make? They have C team Haribo and gold well, bears. Well, gummy bears. But rips. he was like, explain what rips are. Rips, rips are like sour straws. Rips are like. You guys, can oh. we not do this again? <laughs> We have wasted so no, much like time corns, on. But I like black licorice. I candy love corns. black licorice. Oh my god! Licorice all sorts. It's the Can we talk about that? You know, licorice all sorts. It's like no. a British black licorice candy. Oh, so, pardon me. Rest I don't know it. I thought it was like it was interesting that that this show went after at least weight loss a little bit. It was they, a new thing. It was for a this new show. thing for them. Yeah. I think they yeah. handled it really well. Like I think, well, it's interesting too, because SJP, I know she's a dear friend of, of you guys, oh, but she is, um, and she's a shorter woman. A lot of times when we think people are taller on TV and they're very thin, it can seem shocking, but mm-hmm. she's like four, nine, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. but she's very, 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 very thin, like a size zero. Yeah. And her character, I don't know if this has happened yeah, but there's an episode where she's like, shopping is my cardio. And yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. she just doesn't ever gain weight, doesn't right. work out. And, you know, they're always eating and drinking. And you're like, how are you so thin? And yeah, they never really address weight. They actually do in the Sex and the City movie, Samantha gained some weight, but it's very minimal. Mm-hmm. It's not like, did Miranda in real life, um, what's her name, have a baby? Cindy Nixon. Cindy Nixon. Is that why she, she... She does have kids. I'm not sure if she this, has... Because she, well, really she was... 30 pounds heavier in that episode like yeah you'll see in a, a, a coming up episode where she has a moment where she loses it but where, where did that weekend come well, from i think in the last episode i remember just thinking being like her butt looks like way bigger i didn't say i didn't want to say anything either because that's like a subject I, did, I don't know. I did, it's, yeah, I didn't it's, want to be like, be like she I think it's okay for you guys to say that. But well, she, she I think you permission it, for the future. Thank you. <laughs> it <laughs> just, you. it looked oh, like. Do they, you think that was maybe a little bit of a, not a fat soup, but a. I, I, looked I, I, wondered, on I'd wondered if they were like, through wardrobe and stuff like that, if they were like, this is a storyline thing, we'll just like make her look bigger because of this storyline thing. I, and they had a whole deal in the Atlantic City one where she was like, I have this sweater that covers my ass because it's so big and stuff like that. You know what's so funny? And God, I don't want to say this say it well these episodes we know that sjp is pregnant right right yeah yeah she starts to get pregnant so and and you know the whole feud she's had with kim cattrall yeah yeah Yeah. so it is interesting that carrie's pregnant but there would never be episodes about her gaining weight right yeah and we're tossing to miranda's weight problem and this actress either has gained a lot of weight or she's had to wear some kind of fat mm-hmm. suit or implements or whatever mm-hmm. and but that it wouldn't but like god forbid sorry to say this i know she's a dear friend but it is interesting with the the complaints i've heard about her like i know that kim control was like does everything and everything have to be about how i'm in menopause and i'm 50 and i'm 60 yeah it's yeah. just i'm just throwing it out there yeah. I, I love them all no yeah. um and you know i'm actually a carrie and sjp fan and i'm not a miranda or cynthia nixon mm-hmm. fan like mm-hmm. yeah. i'm not a fan yeah so i'm not just trying to be a bitch yeah yeah no, no. i i think that's interesting because there is um, especially, I mean, we've been devoting a lot of our life to and an analyzing the show. Mm-hmm. And it is funny when you realize some of those, like what can be written and what cannot be, and know that there's certain storylines that are there for like knowing that a certain vibe of a season is happening because a person's pregnant in real life. Yeah. yeah. It just gets meta in a way that you're like, or 
we we can get into it more deeply, but it's like knowing that there's like a vibe between SJP Dude, and Kim Cattrall. I'm like, this is fucking there, like, crazy. I think that Miranda's character got pregnant, and they're like, that is if you if you want to write a show that relates to, I imagine a lot of women, mm-hmm. like post pregnancy weight is something that yeah is probably more common in women than just women suddenly gaining weight. Yeah, I yeah. think like. What what's you, the answer? Found it? I googled. Okay. And um they just gave her Krispy Kremes on set every single day? <laughs> no. Oh. Nixon was was pregnant on and off screen with her character Miranda Hobbs expecting a baby. Okay. So she so was she pregnant. Was that, that's she real weight that had, you guys saw. Yeah, yeah. Ironically, this article says ironically that occurred during the same season that SJP was also expecting mm-hmm. in real life. Unfortunately for the latter, her pregnancy wasn't written into her character storyline. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. that, that's a dig from this article. Yeah. So yeah, so Cynthia in real life had a baby, and that's why they wrote all that's, the weight gain okay. stuff, in and which is totally yeah, fine. Yeah, BT yeah. Dubs, like she yeah. held it differently than right. SJP but I think yeah. I think, I think there is something. The fact that a lot of women like fear the post-pregnancy weight that they mm-hmm. may gain after, and so I think that addressing that is appropriate, or maybe more appropriate than oh, totally. just like carry randomly having too many cocktails and gaining eight or like 10 pounds. Oh, good point. Right. Cause she couldn't have been a, a pregnancy storyline. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. yeah so you're like, totally so like right. they're, 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 if, if they're trying to be relatable to women, they're like, this is a story that a lot of women can relate to. And, and this is how, you know, she's right. And Miranda's it. not a overeater by any means. So it's like, right. it's baby weight. You don't normally weigh this much. And she's single. Yeah. 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 That's a big thing. She does love her Chinese food though. And they've uh, had, Miranda's not her. an overeater, but she'll take, Cake out of the she'll trash. Cake out of the trash. Yeah, exactly. And, and the Chinese restaurants do know her order. Yeah, <laughs> they do have a lot of food things with her of just like her like eating like garbage food all. That's, the time. That's I don't know if you guys noticed this because there was one moment we had to rewind because we were laughing or talking or something. Yeah. yeah. But there was another moment. I don't know if you saw because you were you guys were laughing so hard. We like the show. We <laughs> the show. You were you missed an SGP line where um. They were talking about overeating, and she said he overate her. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, nobody caught that. Yeah. Oh uh, well, the second that when he's like, I first of all, I loved, I loved his move of being like, all right, listen, you're a bigger dude, you feel like there's a vibe going, and I love the flirt. And then when you cringed, I was like, oh no, he's gonna be a creepy bad guy. No, I only cringed because I knew Miranda orgasm was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was not a like a feminist moment at well, all for me. Oh I was God. I was I was worried uh, that she was... I hate Miranda sucks. <laughs> <laughs> not a good person. I was just uh, I was worried that he was gonna be a creep. And I just gotta say no, I was he like was fine. listen, Tom, his name is Tom, right? Yeah, yeah Tom. Yeah. I love that Tom. Listen, bigger dude was like with a beautiful woman, he shot a shot and was just like, I know we got a vibe. And then the second they went over, went over, I was like, "Oh yeah, of course he's eating around. It's like an eating thing." And I was worried they weren't going to acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah, that it was just oh, going to no. be like they, oh, they, 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 they know no, the no. eating they, thing. Right? They knew it They're all way around. too dialed into like, their puns. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, watching the show, I was like. God, it's still so ahead of its time because as much as we might see nudity or sex, like that is so specific. The like going down on a woman and having oh, like a gla- and then coming from the Krispy Kreme like glaze thing. It's just so being, good like, how it's it all ties all together. There. And he's he's got baller moves. Like I actually I noticed it again like when they were in line at Weight Watchers and yeah. she's like I gained this much weight and he's like Hey, I I wish I was this weight and I was like. And she's like, oh, Miranda, baby weight. And he didn't even flinch. Like, she might be married. You know, he just 
stayed in there. Yeah, yeah. And then when they're eating the donut and he's like, I know how we could work this off. Like, fuck yeah, big bones. Yeah. Like, yeah. He went for it. Yeah. This is my dirty real life story. I'll just say I know this because a friend told me. Um, <laughs> there's a, so you know how like you can have strep throat? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that if you ever got tested for strep throat, which you just get because it's a virus, it's called strep A. But there's mm. a thing called strep B, B. which is a, a thing a woman has in her digestive tract, which you can't get because unless you're in a woman's digestive tract, how would you get it? A man can't have it. it, it whatever. Long story yeah, short. Yeah. So you a woman can have a sore throat and be like, what the fuck? And she can go to a doctor and be like, my throat's sore, but I don't feel sick. And the doctor can go, you have strep, but it's not strep A, it's strep B. There's nothing we can do about it, but you're fine. And wink, wink, nod, nod. And you're like, why are you not worried about this doc? And the doctor's like, I don't know. Just don't worry about it. Google it if you want. And you're like, okay. And then a friend Googles it and she sees that it's a vaginal slash digestive thing where it's not bad, it's just a bacteria uh -huh. that a woman carries. And if you have a baby, it can kill the baby. But if you don't, you can get it in your throat. But how would a woman get something from her vagina into her throat? Unless she was unless going she down was on another Unless she was going girl? down, someone went down on her and kissed her. So anyway, there's a unless, strap unless Big Bone Tom was ready big for some pop pie. <laughs> you can actually, I just found this out, you can get a strap B. Again, a friend told me you can get a strep B from that. So Miranda could have saved the day instead of being like, it's all over your face. You fat fuck. She could have been like, oh, uh, I'm just grossed out. My strep B. I don't want to get strep B. I don't get, or just like, oh, you just touched there. And I'm mm. like, not a, a lesbian. I don't want this on my. Yeah. You yeah. Know. We talked about this early. I, I, don't, want my, I don't want that Popeye. But it's actually very sexy. I think for men, women, all the genders, sorry, to <laughs> Do oral sex and then kiss it. Like I, I right? listen. I, I don't mean to very, be dirty. I've had a little bit of wine, but <laughs> <laughs> he's either had a little bit of wine or I he's had, having a stroke. I, yeah. <laughs> oh no, Kevin's dead. But Kevin's dead. I will say, we need I was like, I have very consciously in my head, and I'm blushing because I was like, we, I, we don't talk tons about our sex lives on here, but there have been multiple times I've gotten blind him blowjob and i've been like very deliberate to be like i will kiss you after because i don't want to be because i don't want to be a, yeah and i don't want to be a jerk that's just like oh wash your mouth it's like i don't know it's in your mouth like thank you like but isn't I'm not, it funny it's like nobody does this on television i know like, that is true yeah we, how far we've come from self-help yeah. and yet in the same episode have you ever seen a tv episode that's like so after oral sex there was a really me good with family matters that did that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carl You're Winslow, right. Urkel yeah. walks in, and it really there was a home improvement. There was a home improvement about that. Yeah, yeah, there was there was right. You're right. I just it was on tool but time. That, that was totally. like so. I don't yeah, think that's so. so crazy. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> I went down on you, and I can't get up. No, you're right though. Fucking good. <laughs> But you're right. That is I had a little bit of wine. It's no like one, so uncomfortable to talk about. But no one was doing that on television, and no one still and no is. one has yeah. done. No, that we on can television. barely do it on a podcast. Yeah. We're like exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, totally. My friend, I, I got a blowjob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got a blowjob once. Um, no, it is true that it's like the joke they made about the glaze. I was just like, Ugh. yeah, I. It, it's it's like more I don't know you're used to seeing just like a sex scene in Game of Thrones yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's different the reality of sex and the reality of like 
the sm- the smells and the juices. <laughs> oh my god! The smells and the juices. Oh, that is, that's what I'm saying. No, it's so good. It's such a good point. This is an insane there, day there, that we cannot talk about. Wait, but thing. can I just say one thing? You're so right. Like when we think about sex in TV shows or movies, yeah. we think that it has to be sexy. Yes, and that's right. what nobody who d- people who don't watch the show don't get. It's. 50% of the time not sexy yes. right? and that's probably why I scream and cringe at Miranda scenes because I'm like yeah. Yeah. it's so not sexy yeah, yeah. God, yeah. I never realized that till just now yeah Blowing my mind. Blowing, blowing my mind. <laughs> my right, speaking, speaking of blowing. Speaking of blowing, we're going we're gonna to hop into, I think the Carrie and Samantha storyline was kind of interchanged, yeah. intertwined. I know that Carrie also dealt with like judging her own book cover, like literally, but th- there was some tension between yeah. Carrie and Samantha. And I'm glad that you said before like, that Samantha is your favorite friend. She's mm-hmm. who you want as a friend. Mm-hmm. And that people afterwards were like, well, what about after this episode? I don't think, I don't think Samantha did like, anything super wrong. I think no. like she has great instincts. Carrie did judge her for blowing that guy. Totally. What's like, funny it, is like a lot of the, I have a, two friends that wrote on sex in the city. Both are amazing comedians. Um, I've told you my friend, Greg Barrett, mm-hmm. uh, who wrote the book. He's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. And you'll see in a later seasons that, and Julia Sweeney from SNL wrote on Sex oh, and no the way, City. Really? Yeah. So that. when you get into season six, call me, we'll talk, but there's a Charlotte, um, entire thing that's based on Julia's real life. That's amazing. Oh, cool. So, um, that's wild. But well, we heard that everything that happens in the show had to have happened to one of the writers in real life. Yeah. So they would put it on the whiteboard. Oh, interesting. And yeah. I, I literally everything that happened. It has to be real. Yeah. So someone hooked up with a big bone dude who wanted a pot pie after sex. That's Just, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know those people. I can't vouch for them. But, uh, we were sorry. talking about, uh, Kim Cattrall and SJP and you were saying real characters. the real I was there. saying about her being a friend, how, how you really value. Like, oh, and then you, you judge, really she judged. Oh, the judging. Yes. Yeah, and like I don't how, know. So I was going somewhere and then I forget where I was going, but that's my own fault. I, I think Samantha has incredible instincts. Like mm-hmm. she always oh, yeah, yeah, has yeah. great instincts. And like you were saying how people challenged your belief in Samantha oh, being a good friend. Right. And you're like, what about after this episode? And I would respond like, I don't like, I think Samantha could have communicated a little bit better with mm-hmm. Carrie, but her being upset with Carrie was mm-hmm. just real carrie judged her carrie yeah. literally walked in and judged her and samantha had perspective afterwards where she's like i walked in on sanford and yes it was weird and i judged as well but that doesn't negate the fact that carrie did judge her yeah and samantha picked up on that mm-hmm. and that's why samantha like that's why samantha was being cold because carrie was not only judging her but then poking fun of her and making fun of her and samantha's like that's not cool I just remember now where I brought up the writers is because a lot of people say Samantha um, seems like she's insensitively written. She's not a real woman. She's written by a gay man. This is a gay man's approach to sex and life. Mm -hmm. And, and knowing that maybe that that's partly true, but knowing some of the writers in the show and then also knowing through them that tons of women wrote on the show, this was the only episode that I thought this is a gay man's version of a promiscuous woman. I don't, or maybe not. I, I don't know. There's, there's actually been times in my life where I have given oral sex to a guy mm-hmm. that 
I don't know why I'm doing it mm-hmm. because I'm literally getting nothing back. He brought you a package. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's usually this like shit. It's like usually like this shame based situation that like, I don't know why this is happening. Mm. There's, there's something else going on, but like, the fact that she's getting off on blowing a guy, I just as promiscuous as a woman can be. Yeah. yeah. But I, she's also coming back from this horror like this relationship in I which guess she's, so, but like what is she What is she getting I, out I, of like, it? Like why can he finger her for two seconds? Like anything. Maybe they would have gotten there to be honest, had Carrie not walked in. Yeah. yeah that I, was the only time in my life when I've been like, Oh, I see that with this character. But so when I, you know, if, if people listen from the, the beginning of this episode, when I, I tweeted, she's the only great friend. What about this episode? Well, I've written a book. No big deal. Um, <laughs> two, two, two. 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 Thank you. And guess what? We what? have two of them signed and they're going out to some listeners in this episode. Oh, I would have brought more tonight. I almost did, but I was like, they don't need my book. No, we have, well, we bought two at we, the- we got no, two But I would have given you free ones. No, oh, we purchase. Oh, too It's kind. part of our podcast model to just to lose, so lose money. <laughs> spend just money. Podcast, our podcast just, model I'll send you money more. If it. anyone that listens to this episode wants a copy, I'll just mail you guys okay. copies. We'll, okay. Mark it. We'll figure it out. But a publicist for a book and a stylist, which that was the only weird thing was like Samantha was kind of acting as a stylist, yeah. but this is at least a five figure proposition. And I'm saying it because I have not done these things because it was five figures. Mm-hmm. And so when people are like, well, Samantha wasn't a good friend in this episode, she's giving Carrie a $20,000 yeah. deal. Yeah. And at the end of it, she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I did. I was judging myself. Don't even apologize. And then Carrie realized she was judging. So this completely, uh, th- whoever said that, that this episode proves Samantha's not the best person is wrong. It's oh, yeah. there wasn't it's a single opposite. moment I no. Was, and there, and no. then one thing that That's I noticed right. after I I don't want to jump to the end of it yet because there's more to talk about. But like when they are talking at the end and they kind of like make up. Yeah. And you know. So, uh, Samantha says to Carrie, she's like, I can't imagine like what position that put you in or something like that, yes, which is crazy. And also a good thing to say, like when you were trying to empathize with someone and that you were like, instead of being like, I know that was, or whatever, she's just like, I can't imagine like not trying to take responsibility for Carrie's feelings, just being like, I can't imagine what I did. And not you. that I'm weird really apology, sorry. which is like, if it bothered yes, you, I'm totally. sorry. She basically like took it all on herself and was like, I, I don't know how that made and you I, feel, I, but I, I can't imagine I get imagine the sense that she would have apologized anyway, even if she hadn't walked in yeah. on Sanford and yeah. Sons. Yeah, I get more and more impressed by Samantha as I watch the show. I think yeah. she is like the best character she seems she's so dialed into who she is completely and that's why this last episode we were like she doesn't she's not herself and i think like she's just reclaiming her samanthaness and i think this is like an important episode of her being like i'll blow who i want i'll do what i want i am samantha i am who i am well that was interesting because earlier in the night before we watched the episode and you were like i think she's gonna go on a journey you know done with this shit and she will i promise Mm -hmm. you but this was important too because oh, yes. it, yeah. it's in between Richard and a relationship, yeah. which is like, if I'm going to fuck around, yeah. no problem. Yeah, I do it in my own way. Richard yeah. made her really insecure about herself. Yeah. And she's like, yes. she's like, and I'm she putting... mentioned him tonight. She did. Yeah, and we totally. talked, we talked that about that in crazy. Our, we talked about that Wait, in our last episode. In episode. She, she said, Carrie, she's, she's like, 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 after this whole thing yeah. with Richard, I don't yeah, know who yeah. I am she's anymore. Contextualizing it for Carrie being like, listen, I'm coming back from Richard. I'm trying to redefine who I am and you are judging me. And it's like, 
Yeah, Carrie was judging. Yeah, you. which that's why I thought like her with the Worldwide Express dude. Like you were saying, like I don't know if she's getting anything out of that. I think his name's Joe. Joe, the Worldwide oh, Express. By the guy. way, these boys love Joe. Yeah, Joe was. Big Kevin was like, Joe's. "We gotta get him on the show." Oh, that's like all I think. <laughs> Whispering it to me, I'm like, "I don't even want to." Why are you we asking me? Find whatever equinox I'm like, "We're trying to watch the show." He's like, "Do you know him?" You know that guy. You live in LA. I feel like you get played by a lot of actors. Big Joe fan. But I think that she, it almost seemed like she was just like, I'm just trying to like get out there and like be sexy and be like, hey, I'll sign your pick. Oh my God. I never thought of that. And just like, I think that it's. He took her like a rebound sexuality thing away in a way. She made, he made her feel bad. Like that's the thing we're saying is like, it really just messed her up to where it like yeah. knocked her off who she was. Yeah. She, she doesn't make as many puns when she's with Richard. That's true. Like she kind of takes back. <laughs> that's true. That's a big Thank thing of Samantha. Can I, l- let me take self-help and this Samantha thing, go over top. There's a book that I read that was really influential. Safe Haven. Kevin had another show. There's, there's this Kevin so many strokes tonight. So wait, so he's it's either me gonna being t- vulnerable. It's, no, it's either vulnerability or. I read this book called Safe Haven and a therapist told <laughs> me I should read it. <laughs> <laughs> that was not me. Someone Dude, came in yeah, from outside. It was so weird. Dude, stuck the window. their head in like, what are those women sitting on the floor of Barnes and Noble right now? Dude, I know you can't see it, but you are shaking with unkept hair. The Okay, so I read a book called Safe Haven. It was like your partner should be your safe haven mm-hmm. like Aww. you should feel comfortable mm. to do, and there were like one of the ways that you can do that for your partner or and, and it can apply to any friendship is, is by that, kissing them after oral sex is, is that <laughs> and just going down on them in general no but <laughs> it was it was basically like uh you, you what your i don't know anger or any of those things are coming from an actual place mm-hmm. and when that person is your safe haven before then you feel comfortable to move towards them so with samantha what I thought was amazing is they were clearly at a standoff and it's sort of like Samantha doesn't understand me. And this Samantha was the first person to come towards her mm-hmm. Carrie and be like, Hey, this is where I'm coming from. And actually opened up to her and was like, I just want to tell you, we're not on the same page right now, but like, I want to say like this Richards thing's really messing up and went towards Carrie. I disagree. Carrie went towards Samantha. Okay. Carrie was like, we're Whoa. perfect. Or Samantha was like, we're perfect. And Carrie was actually the one who came into her office and was like, we need to hash this out. And Samantha was like, I don't want to do this. Like, we're good. Okay, you're right. And Carrie was like, no, we need to talk this out. And then she kind of broke through to Samantha's uh, like shell. Well, that's a great relationship. They were both their safe havens. They proved to be... Dual safe haven. Dual safe haven. Also, that's a good- but it's interesting because there's also a thing when you look at the arc of the show, like when they're at, or this episode, when they're at, at lunch and they all start joking about it. And then you can tell Samantha's like not having it. And then she's like, I'm leaving. And Carrie's like, what are you doing? She's like, we're going to be late. And then they walk together. There was a thing where I was like, that's actually a pretty mature thing that she's like, I'm mad. I don't want to talk about it, but they keep on mm. being friends. And she's like, I'm going to help you. Cause I said I would. Yeah, We yeah. have a, a business appointment. Exactly. But- and then she goes and does that. And then she storms out again because Carrie pulls like the judging thing. But there is something like, I feel like we've probably all had it with each other. Like you have with friends, like when you're in like a conflict with someone, you kind you keep doing your relationship and friendship. And then it just sometimes takes time to like break through to that resolution at the end. Well, when you're in a relationship that's maybe not as solid, like just a dating relationship, you might not feel comfortable enough to do that. So yeah. everything seems so intense. Let's work this out now, which actually can make it worse. You yeah, know, that's so that's brings it back to the beginning of 
this whole episode, which is like the genius of, I'm not going to say female friendships because tonight I have witnessed <laughs> male friendships. And like, I wish everyone could have experienced what I saw off camera. Like you're like, Oh my God, my friend who's a dancer just showed up and, <laughs> and he danced at my wedding and my wife was crying because he's a ballerina. Like, I'm blown away. Tonight was so special for Aww. me that just every other day in my life now is just going to be, it's going to be not the night I hung out with the Bradshaw <laughs> boys and their friend, the dancer and Justin, the producer. It was Aww. genius. But I know what you're saying. Like that's real intimacy Yeah, is, yeah. is I'm mad at you, but we're going to the thing and totally. then we'll deal with it later. Yeah. And they actually deal with it in a great way. Exactly. Yeah. I, I will say with Harlan, the dancer with, with all three of us at certain times, there have been times that we've had to hash stuff out in a way that you're like, it's like weird, like that Samantha Carrie thing. What are you laughing about? Nothing. What? what are you I'm laughing? literally you maybe going to cry, are you? No. What's a, no, oh. I was just, I was really enjoying myself. Well, there's, <laughs> I feel like we've all had shit no, before and had to sit down and have. be like, hash stuff out. And then in, in that guy way, you're just like, like it's difficult to express emotions. And then you go through and then you actually feel closer after. Yeah. yeah. In totally. a way, but it's always really, really difficult to. Yeah. Not just be like, it just won't let it bother me. And then I'll yeah. resent you or I'll deal with it or whatever. And so I. Can we link it up while we do our, can we, while we do our oh Cosmo rating? Let's link it up. We Am never, I in it too? Yeah, we've never linked it up. We've never linked it up before. We're linking it up. I'm legit crying. Yeah. Oh my well, gosh. Well, hold my hands. We're linking right. this. this. So is unfortunately okay. this night does have to come to an end. Yeah. Okay. We we need to. Can we come closer to you? We need to come with our, we're all holding hands. Yeah, we're all holding yeah. hands right now. We're trying to position My ourselves so we okay. can keep right. holding hands and do all right, our Cosmo let's all, rating. Let's all say our our <sighs> Cosmo is... rating for, and if we get this, if oh we all gosh. say the five same number. Five is the most, right? Five, five is, is the most. most. Okay. If, if we all say the same number, I'm going to lose my shit. This is so tough because Sense I was, I've thought around. so many things We're all there. Hands. And then after talking about this, I feel so many different I ways know. about things, the episode. Things evolve. Yeah. Can or devolve. Or do you have one. your rating, John? I think I do. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have the energy one. of the yeah, okay, John, I didn't have one until you mentioned it. Okay. All right. So oh, we're, we're you're gonna try to send it. Yeah. I have I have mine. Okay. This is tough because, are we, are, because the are, night like the, the, the vibe in this room is influencing my rating, but that's me, okay. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Oh, Hashtag. No, no, no. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I, I literally hate this because I three, I hate it. Oh. Two, one, four point five. Wait, what? What'd you say? What'd you I say? Four point five. Four point five. What'd yeah, you say? I said four point two five. Fucking idiot! There's the door right there. I'm Leave. Out. I'm no, get a pot pie. I said four point five. Listen, hold on, pause. Uh, Corey, you always underplay, and guess what? Oh, oh, we can throw it. It's 4.5. Yes, it's 4.5. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I felt it in my heart. Yeah, I had to pull a, down from know five because I've had such a magical I night. Know. I had to pull down from five too because I know how much better it gets. Oh my God, I'm yeah. going to freak this out. Is amazing. This is amazing. Look, Arlen's looking at us. Harlan gives a five. Harlan has not seen the last episode. Yeah. Oh God! I gotta come back for that. No, you're you. We want yeah. you for the for the. Movie. By the way, I don't even have to be on the podcast. Can I just be with you? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. When you watch, absolutely. I'm flying <laughs> to New York. Please for uh, season six, the last two episodes. Okay. I just yeah. need. We'll do a big event because yeah. I've. I was alone watching it while the entire world was watching yeah. it, and I missed it the first time. So the second time was just me like. 
no one sees this? And no. everyone's like, we already did. And I'm like, you're going to be with be, us. I yeah, have yeah, to be with, with you. Us. I have to. Someone else can do the podcast. No, just, we're all going to do it. It's going to be amazing. Uh, uh, this this was this was like so, so close to a perfect episode. Not yeah. just because of what's happening in this room right now, which I think is magical. It's pretty magical. It's, right, it's my own self help book. Yeah. But it is like if, <laughs> if there was a little bit more Charlotte, this would yeah. be the perfect episode. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I love really? what they. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, like her storyline was <gasps> funny. <gasps> You're gonna fucking love season five. I can't oh my wait. Gosh. Wait till next wait. episode. The next two, there's such good Charlotte, and I, man, mm. does she grow. And I it's sexy wait. and fun good and Charlotte. cool. It's cool for all men. I can't wait. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, but okay. th- this episode was great. Um, I love the stuff with Miranda. I love the 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 conflict between Carrie and Samantha. I think that was like a really great seeing that conflict and it was a really healthy resolution and like seeing their their friendship kind of level up through that was really amazing and then this was just like the best company of all time yeah. this was such a great night yeah i love you guys uh, i, I give you 4.5 <laughs> the amount of synchronicity <laughs> happening tonight was was magical except um, for Corey's score except for, except oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i so the one little side thing Harlan has never watched an episode with us, but he's been around. And when he popped his head in and then watched the episode with us, I was like, oh, that's cool. This is like a fun night to have him watch. And I have a whole story where I talk about Harlan and I don't refer to him on stage as Harlan. I call him the donut man. So then when they fucking started talking about donuts, donuts it was so I was perfect. just yes. like, I was like, yeah. honestly, with the I, donut was like, man. I was like, could have cried and just been like, "This is if the mo- one of those magical nights in your life where I'm, I'm fucking hanging out with mm. Jen Kirkman, watching oh, Sex and City with my best friend." Oh, by the, the way, and the by the way that I've been screaming, do not make me watch Luck Be an Old Lady. <laughs> yes. like, let I me know. do Cover Girl or Beyond. Yes. But yeah. I, this is the fact crazy. That it, was, it was truly wild, and I was just like, "We're just drinking wine." Doesn't this get is like, better than this. This is what life is all about. Plus, Joe is in it. Yeah. And Joe, big, was, and Joe was there delivering packages. He's like, he's selling real estate in the valley now, which is yes. a real dig on people who live in the valley, which I do. Come on, Kevin. Come on. I didn't say Kevin. that. Did he sell you your place you, in the valley? I don't that. own no, it. So he works at Equinox. <laughs> okay. But Kevin judges a man who does. I didn't say no, that. that was Justin. That was our producer, Justin. No, actually, the producer. Actually, no, I was sitting right next to you. No, Justin's like, Actually, the people who sell real estate. coming right from here. The people who sell real estate in the valley were people who we rented office space from today. <laughs> With Ben Weber. Good people. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so I gave a 4.5, but this is my favorite. Yeah. The episode 4.5, and I pulled down for five because I f- could feel the energy yeah. happening in my hands. But this is my favorite podcast we've ever recorded. Absolutely. I give the night my day. five Cosmos. There we yes. go. Absolutely. So yeah. there we go. Five Cosmos you guys. Night. Wait till the fucking movie. This is Ugh. I. We can't wait. I can't take it. Um, this was an incredible was, night. Oh, we want to thank you so much. Defend your four point two five, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, okay. I get it. He was just playing it cool. Yeah, he was playing yeah, cool. I was just you know I underplay things. Sometimes I like I don't want to go too high. Yeah. There were a couple weird. There were a couple weird music choices in the episode that <laughs> I was so true. There right, was I'm coming the, down. I'm, I'll join you. I'm at a no, four point two five. I'm gonna if go down there just for the two Miranda yeah. sex scenes. There you go. Two Miranda sex scenes. Kevin, if if everyone goes down to four point two five, we all have to go down. 4.25. Kevin, you no, I'm we not all going down there, five. but I, I respect it. Oh, you respect it? Yeah. I thought you yeah. said you were going down She's not going down. She's going no, glazed. the Carrie Samantha was pretty strong. But I went up. No, but there was the Carrie Samantha thing. There was also a tinge of when they were 
having their actor fight, there was a tinge of being like, how much of this is real that will come out later in the drama of Sex in the City? Whoa. Like, were they using that from a method place? Mm. Who knows? I don't know. But it was, it was, it was great. There was the weird music choices, but you know, other than that, fantastic episode touched on mental health. Yeah. Touched on self-help. We did it touched on body Judy Gold. Touched on yeah. Amazon. Touched on. That was crazy. The Amazon thing. Yeah. That was wild. Jeff Bezos. Yes. All yeah. In our, always in our lives. Absolutely. Can't get away from it. They're all along. Thank you so much for joining Jen, us. Jen Thank Kirk, you so Kirk, much. This is so incredible. This, this is, is a, a joy. And as I say, ruined the next episode for me because I can't listen to it because I'm on it. <laughs> so hurry up and get the next one out. We will. Okay. Thank you all so right. much. Where can people find you on social media? I don't know. Should they? Instagram is where I'm fun. Um, Just me at Jen. I mean, just my name at Jen Kirkman, Kirkman, one N and Jen. Go buy Jen's books too. And we will send you her books. If you want a book, we'll do, we'll do a little prize raffle thing. We uh, have two signed books that mention the Bradshaw boys in the signing. Yep. And so we will. I can send you more if you want. We'll, we'll do a contest on Instagram and then we'll we'll also send them. Also people should check out. I don't know. Are you, people should go see your live shows when you, when you come to their towns. I'll be in New York. If you have New York followers, we do. I'll be five shows at Caroline's in May 7th through 9th. I'll coming back on the fucking podcast then. And we're going to watch season six. Yeah. we come to the show? Well, I mean, you're comics, so why do you want to come? Of course, though. To hang out with you. Oh, yeah, yeah free tickets. We hang. Ooh, yeah, come Thursday, it. then we okay. can go out. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Wonderful. But Thank I'll be you. in town all week before that. Just oh, that's we'll talk. Listen, yeah. Oh, we're hanging. Easy. 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 Done and done. done we're and rewriting done. Sex in the City and we're casting ourselves in it somehow. We're going to do some sort of deal. This is the first time we've announced it. We'll oh, talk more. Right. We'll oh, talk more. I just said that. Offline, I just said that was a fun offline. thing. I wasn't <laughs> even talking about that. We'll talk more about that later. We'll talk more about all this later. Jen, thank you so much thank for being so on the much, pod. Jen. You were truly no, a delight. No, 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 this no, was no, such thank a pleasure. You. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.